I really am going to try to look at that camera. There's there only one go. camera. I know. I'm going to try. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics. Thank you for joining us. For those who join the club this July, your pint and, is coming. And while we have, supplies we've had, last. So, while supplies last. Are they going? We've had so many club members join in July that I'm trying to figure out the logistics of how to ship all these out. Oh, that's great. Right. I know. That's I love great. those problems. So they're coming. <laughs> hey. They're hey. coming. I got my kids folding boxes and getting stickers and getting all the wrap all Man. wrapping each individual pint and everything. Oh, so that's great. We got a great show coming at you guys, with you, to you guys today. I'll let you figure uh, that we out. We got brother, I figured it out. Did we you? got brother Alex Newman coming on the show. Uh, should we just get in the intro on him? Or we got to plug something first before we go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, no, we got we got some. Hold friends. on, Alex. We got <laughs> some, we got some friends uh, down in Enterprise, Oregon. What? Who um, who bought an old theater? It's called the OK uh, Theater. It's a, a hundred year anniversary is this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. And so these are these are brothers. These are Christian brothers and sisters. They bought this theater yeah. where they host. Um, it's like a music venue. And they host concerts. And, and, and they do like dinner before the concert. And they do dinners and all this kind of stuff. It's but it's real. It's in um it's right in the heart of Wallawa Valley. And um, Can you say that again three times fast? Wallawa Valley. Wallawa Valley. Wallawa Valley. <laughs> right, there you go. It's beautiful down there. <laughs> That's how you sell. You know, when when uh Toby took that challenge, man. When, uh, <laughs> right up the middle. I just took it literally. Yeah. I was like, I guess he was <laughs> But you know, th- this is like a historic spot where like many of the native Indian tribes would gather yeah. and it's like a holy place and when you roll into this this joint you say i see why they said this was a holy place oh, it's beautiful. i mean it is gorgeous yeah. it is wow. beautiful anyways these folks they bought an uh, old historic theater they've been renovating it over the last few years mm. um and it's it's one of these places this is one of the things where these are christians who are thinking bigger yeah. Yeah. than most christians yeah they're they're, they're owning they're in a small town they're owning the center yep. and they're mm. saying hey why don't you come here and hear the best music in the northwest you and they're what? getting some legit bands and, and they through. are and so yeah. this weekend um is the uh is the 100th anniversary of the okay uh theater it starts on um friday july 12th so this is only a couple days out and then it continues on a uh, Saturday, there's a big dinner on Friday night, yep. and then a bunch of bands playing all day on Saturday. And just to pull your heartstrings just a little bit, the owners recently, their son had a really bad accident and is in the hospital in Portland. And ordinarily, he'd be plugging this himself um, a bunch, but a lot of his friends are rallying around because he's taking care of his son who's oh. in the hospital. Oh. And, um, and so- I mean- yeah, so <laughs> so go to eventbrite.com, uh, look up the OK Centennial. Um that I think that'll hit it. And it's Main just Street o- Dinner. K, like o- K, K. Like the little, the letter o- K. K. OK theater. And um and hey, if you're within driving distance of this and you want to hear a bunch of great bands, go bless um, you want to go yeah. get a great dinner and you want to celebrate some Northwest history, mm. check it out this weekend, July 12th and 13th. That's oh, a great Christian's yeah. party. That's a great plug. All right. So guys, we got with us on the line Mr. Alex Newman. Uh, Mr. Alex Newman is an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, consultant, bottle washer. I no, I just made that. He, he seeks to glorify God in everything he does. In Amen. addition to serving as president of the small media and information consulting firm Liberty Sentinel Media Incorporated, he's written for a wide array of publications in the United States and abroad. I, I, I sort of had to shrink wrap this um this bio, I mean, it's just he's written for everybody. He currently serves as the contributor, a contributor to the World Net Daily. He's an education writer for Freedom Project Media, a foreign correspondent for the New American Magazine, and a contributor to the Law Enforcement Intelligence Brief. What? My gracious. 
He's also authored and co-authored several books. One of his major works was an expose of government schools. Mm. You can already tell where he's on the spectrum mm. about this, you know. He's, with, a, he's a government with, school. Yeah, with uh, Dr. Samuel uh, Blumenfield called Crimes of the Educators. Ooh. That's his book. Published by WND Books. For the last seven years, Alex has also been teaching advanced economics to some of America's brightest high school seniors. He had me in his classroom. Freedom to, Project yeah. Academy, which is an accredited K-12 Christian school mm-hmm. offering classical education to students worldwide. He also has an education blog called The Newman Report. He's happily married, has four children, and along with his family, he is uh, currently splitting his time in various places. I can't remember if his kids were baptized or not, because we had Alex on the show before. Oh, no, you better ask him. Uh, Alex, are those kids baptized? I can't remember. Uh, some yes, some no. And I remember um, we had this discussion, but we never finished. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to wrap that one up. That's don't right. We? Yeah, he actually wanted to yeah. talk about it some That's more. Right. Yeah, hey, Alex, what government school did you graduate from? Uh, actually, I never stepped foot in a government school. Okay. That's all I did to my brother. It, my, it, it destroyed my brother just about. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. But no, I've, I've been studying him for, what, 12 years now. And uh, and I, I, I did get to go into a seventh grade history class on Constitution Day to tell the kids about the Constitution, but uh, it, it's a real mess. So. Wow. Well, we sure appreciate you coming back on the show, Alex. Yeah, man. Great. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. So, um, how are public schools designed to subvert the Christian family? Mm. It, what's really interesting is nobody has to take my word for that. Uh, the people who created them actually were very clear about what they were doing. Oh. Um, if you go back to, to the earliest time, you had to Horace Mann, who brought the Prussian system to the United States. He was kind of a socialist, and he wasn't openly, you know, at least too loudly trumpeting the fact that he wanted to undermine Christianity. But he did talk about getting the Bible out of the schools, and under the guise of eliminating sectarianism, he really tried to get a lot of, um, you know, Christianity and the Bible out of the classroom. And it got progressively more extreme from there. Um, one of the guys who was involved in this effort to build up the government school system, uh, his name was Orestes Brownson, and actually he repented of the evil he was involved in. He came to Christ. And oh, really? He tried to blow the whistle. Yeah, he did. It was it's an amazing story. Wow. He tried to blow the what, whistle what's on his the name? conspirators who were involved in this. Orestes Brownson. Brown- and uh, Brownson. he actually okay. claimed that the great object of what they were doing, he explained, was to get rid of Christianity. And there were, he talked about that we were going to try to set up a system of national and state schools where all religion would be excluded and parents would be compelled by law to send their children. And, you know, Ooh. to us, it's like, well, yeah, that's what's happening. That's like kind of been around since we were kids. But back in the <laughs> early 1800s, the mid-1800s, that was incredibly radical and revolutionary. Yeah. So they were talking about this. I mean, if you look at, for example, John Dewey, yeah, who's yep. almost universally considered the founding father of America's public education system. Uh, the guy described himself as a religious humanist. He told us what his religion was. He actually wrote or co-wrote the first Humanist Manifesto. Yeah. And the very first plank, uh, we religious humanists believe the universe is self-existing and not created. Which, wow. When you compare that to the Bible, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. Uh, you realize that, wow, that was a direct attack on Christianity, <laughs> on the church, on the authority of God's word. And, that's why he set up the school system. Now, so, now wait. Now, Protestants started the public school system. I think it was like in 1802 was the first uh, school, or maybe is it 1802 or 1821 um, was the first public well, school. Well, if you go back far enough, if you go back to 1647, the very first education act in what were then colonies mm. was the Old Deluder Satan Act. And it was a very interesting act. It, it really gives you some insight into the history of American education. Uh, what it said was that the chief project of Satan 
is to keep men from knowledge of the scriptures. And, you know, they, they probably had the Catholic Church in mind and, and, and other yeah. projects. You know, they weren't really dealing with um, secular humanists or religious humanists at that time. But they said mm-hmm. the chief project of Satan is to keep men from the knowledge of the scriptures. And so everybody in this colony needs to learn how to read. And so they actually said, you know, towns, if you have more than 50 or 100 people, you need to hire somebody. If you guys aren't teaching your kids yourself, or you need to hire somebody to teach your children how to read so that they can read the Bible so that Satan can't deceive them. Wow. And so that really was the genesis of government involvement in education, but obviously it went way downhill. And by the time Horace Mann imported the Prussian system in the mid-1840s, um, you know, there, it was just a, a total transformation of what had historically been the American education system. Now, the, the goals, though, of Horace Mann and then later on John Dewey and, and others like them, I mean, it's it's not like they just didn't believe in God, and so they were like casually, slowly drifting from God. It was more of a militant uh, discipleship program, you know, an, an alien discipleship program. Why the militants? Why the vehemence against Christianity and the and the natural family? Yeah, I think it it goes back to the struggle that's been going on from the beginning. You know, Satan roaming about the earth, trying to see who he can devour. I figured out, hey, <laughs> what better way can we devour people than forcing them to sit for, you know, it wasn't originally 12 years, but today it's five days a week for 12 years, for eight hours a day, mm. uh, filling their heads with anti-Christian propaganda, telling them that God doesn't exist, and they came from some slime that, you know, over billions of years turned from soup into a fish and then a monkey and then a person. You know, I think the enemy figured out that, hey, this is the best way we could possibly do this, and it happened, you know, around the world. In, in Europe, for example, around the mid-1800s, Karl Marx and Frederick Engels were running around promoting this idea of government schools. And I think really the, the easiest way to understand Marxism is just everything that God opposes is Marxism. In it, right? <laughs> abolishing the family, abolishing private property. Yeah. And, and that's what we're saying today. So yeah. I, I think that's why. You know, the other side is very militant. And it's not because... They don't believe in God. It's because they hate God. And I think right. that was true for Karl Marx. And I right. think that's true for a lot of the people in charge today. Is public education kind of like a modern concept? Or is, is public education been around for thousands of years? Has, has every government or do, do governments tend to do this kind of thing? No. I, in fact, this was really a revolutionary idea. If you had told people in the early 1800s that they were going to be compelled by law to send their children to Caesar for education, they would have laughed at you. I mean, that would have been the kookiest thing ever. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the education that our founding fathers got, uh, almost to a man, they were educated primarily at home. You know, they learned how to read on the farm from their mom or from their parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles or even older siblings. And then, you know, if they did get any kind of formal education, many of them didn't until college. Uh, it was in, you know, private academies typically run by a reverend, uh, you know, some sort of Christian education program. Right. This idea of a you know, systematic indoctrination by Caesar is a very new phenomenon. And a lot of people today struggle with that because they grew up with it. It's kind of all they know. Mm-hmm. So even Christians today, like, well, what do you mean Caesar shouldn't educate the children? Well, open up your Bible and tell me what part of the Bible you think authorizes Caesar to educate children. Yeah, you know, that's actually what my questions was to. Right now, Christians are very concerned about the media that their kids are watching. So you have, I think it was Toy Story 4 now, they have a homosexual uh, lesbian couple, lesbian couple yeah. in there now. And so Christians are kind of out, are outraged about that. And there's a lot of things that Christians are very comfortable. I mean, Pure Flix is like, 
a safe zone for families to sit down and watch TV. Okay. And so they're very, very careful about what their kids are watching. Yet, these are the same people that are sending their kids to a government institution to teach them all the things that they try and protect them from in the movies. (laughs) That's right. Right? And, And so I'm trying to figure out what's the disconnect there? Why is it that the public school system, the government school system, for whatever reason, has a blinder to Christians where we can't see the very thing that we're trying to protect our kids from is the very thing that we're sending them to. Yeah, I, I think that's the money question right there. You know, why do Christians continue sending their children to government schools when the government schools are doing exactly what they say they don't want? Right? I mean, they're sexualizing kindergartners now. They're putting yeah. LGBT stuff right. uh, in, in California. Now, twenty-seven percent of children ages twelve to seventeen say they're gender nonconforming. Uh, you know, and, and, and a small part of that, I would say, yeah, is the entertainment media. But the entertainment media, Hollywood, and you know, these propaganda <laughs> movies and cartoons. That's just a drop in the bucket compared to the indoctrination the kids are getting right. from you know age four or five, going all the way through age eighteen, and then another four years if they go to college. And you know, I think a lot of parents have this mistaken impression: oh, well, you know, I, I know it's kind of bad, but if we just talk to the kids at dinner, if we just uh, you know put them in a <laughs> Sunday school program, then everything's going to be fine. You know, they, the humanists actually used to laugh about that. <laughs> Looking at you know one hour a week at Sunday school with only a fraction of the children due right. to stem yeah. five days of humanistic teachings, and yeah. the answer is very much nothing. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, but aren't the public schools aren't they superior in education to private schools? It's a comedy show. Turn into a comedy show. I mean, you know, the, in, in fairness, there are a few private, there's more than a few private schools that really need some improvement. Um, but why would a parent spend $2,000, $5,000, $8,000 of their own money to put their child in a private school if they were going to get superior education in a public school? Uh, the reality is almost everybody knows already that a public education is subpar. I mean, if you look at the polling, you got seven out of 10 Americans would rather send their children to private school or homeschool them. So Americans already instinctively know that the public schools are not doing what they what we were told they should be doing, properly educating our children. But I think there's kind of a willful ignorance out there. And, you know, I, I hate to point the fingers at pastors because, you know, I'm sure they could point the finger right back at me on all kinds of things. But, you know, pastors in America need to be speaking out. They need to be telling their congregations what is happening in these public schools because um, right now there's, there's this ignorance out there, including among many pastors. And that's really the reason I'm on this tour. And that's the reason why we put out the special issue of the New American Magazine on February 4th. Uh, we worked with uh, Israel Wayne and Dr. Duke Pesta and E. Ray Moore. We're trying now to get millions of children um, out of the public school system and get them into the safe sanctuary of homeschooling and private schools, uh, not just for the sake of rescuing our children, which is important enough, but also to rescue our churches, our communities, our yeah. freedoms, our families, our nation, and this, all the yeah, rest. That's, of it. Right. that's yeah. all on the line right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so Alex, man, there's. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I, I want to ask. I don't think people make the connection between freedom and education, uh, and that's one of the things that I think is lost in here because when you just gave the list of what we're trying to rescue our right. kids, and but there really isn't. A, they are actually indoctrinating our kids to be slaves. They're not teaching them to be free men. And I think everybody hears that and they're like, whoa, that's absolutely radical. Who would ever want that? But that's exactly what they want. And that's what education is supposed to bring actually is a form of allegiance to a particular ideology, right? And so a, a parent that's, that's training exactly their kids, right. what'd you say? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. And if you look at what they're doing, it's calculated to bring about precisely that result. Yeah. And so I want you to give, in the time that we have left, I want you to give your best plea to a person who 
doesn't see this and says, I can't do this. It's not, it's not possible for me to financially be able to support my family and pay for the education. I, I can't do this. This is impossible. I want you to give your best plea to that person um, to, to get them to get their kids out of the government school. Yeah, you know, to the people who say they can't afford it, I, I would say, first of all, you need to check your priorities because we live in the wealthiest society on the planet at the wealthiest time in history. And, you know, as for me personally, I would sooner live in a cardboard box before I would send my children to a mm. government school. Mm. Homeschooling is not that expensive. You know, homeschoolers spend an average of $500 per year per child to, you know, on education. It's true. You typically have to give up one income if you're, a, you know, if, if two parents are working. But uh, there's a lot of financial benefits to that. If, you know, finances is your concern, your taxes will probably go down. And But, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it might require some sacrifice, but the sacrifice is worth it. Um, if you look at the data, you, know, you can go to the National Home Education Research Institute, NHERI.org, and you can see uh, how children who are getting a decent education compare with children who are not getting a decent education in the public school system. I mean, they do better on every metric. They they do 30 to 40 percentile points higher on the government's own standardized academic test. Uh, and, you know, for Christians out there in particular, you need to consult God's Word, because God's Word is very clear. You know, there's a great book out there by one of the guys working on this project with us. It's called, Does God Have an Opinion About Education? And uh, it turns out he does. <laughs> and yeah. He tells us over and over again in the right. scriptures about it. You know, you go to uh, Proverbs 9, 10, for example, God tells you that, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Come on, you have Proverbs 1-7. God tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. So we all know that the Lord is less welcome in the public school system than headlights, and yet <laughs> you think you're going to send your kids there to get knowledge and wisdom? I mean, just open up God's Word. Yeah. And again, there, there's all kinds of verses that talk about you know fathers uh, bring up your children in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. Right. Uh, parents, teach these laws to your children when you're walking by mm-hmm. the way and when you wake up and when you go to sleep. So all these commands are written to parents, right? There's nowhere in the scripture that says parents hand children over to Caesar. Caesar, you give them a good education so that they can uh, get a good job and retire in Florida, right? You're not going to find that in the scripture. So Christians out there, I think God's word is absolutely clear. And even for non-Christians, you know, do you want your children to know how to read? Do you want them to be, you know, basic literate in history and science and math? Uh, if you do, you need to get them out. Do you want them to know what bathroom they should use? Right? Do you want them to know what... Come what on now. God made them. Gender yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. so obvious. That's, that's right. I mean, the, the propaganda is insane. Parents, you got to get your kids out. This ultimately comes down to, I think, who you trust. Now, are you, do you, are you going to trust Jesus? Do you trust Jesus as your Savior? And do you trust Him to be the Savior of your children? Mm-hmm. Do you trust Him to give you real freedom? Mm-hmm. And, and do you trust Him to build a civilization and a culture? Yeah. Or do you need the state to do that for you? Are you looking to the state as your savior, the government as as the one who's going to make peace? Mm. Well, the government can't make peace. Um, all of this, I think, a lot of this modern push at the end, uh, the last couple hundred years, I think, is has been directly driven. I mean, I think it is uh, ultimately rooted in in the project of Satan and the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. I think a lot of it is also driven by the Enlightenment, which sure. which told us, which which taught us. Mm. That basically religion causes wars and violence and that we need to get rid of religion in order to make a peaceful society. Mm -hmm. And I think this is tied in with stuff that, Alex, you've talked about in terms of even just sort of like the whole world, trying to make the whole world at peace, a whole world order, this kind of stuff. 
But it's all just a false gospel. Yeah. Um, the the state state the man cannot make peace between all men. Yeah. Uh, man cannot right. give us success oh. in the marketplace. Boy, yeah. do they like to try? Man cannot make <laughs> us free. Yeah. That's um, right. What man has been doing? I mean, what have they given us? World wars, Vietnam's, abortion, Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what slavery. Man, this is what man keeps giving us, yeah. and Christians need to see the whole thing for what it is, which is an offer to save your kids and give you peace and give you freedom, and it's all a false. It's a false gospel. Yeah. It's not true. Only- hey, hey, I, I just want to pick up on that because you're exactly right. I mean, you just distilled the essence of the problem. If you look at the religion that John Dewey was promoting, which is now the official established religion of these United States, right? Um, it is the same religion that Satan uh, proposed in Genesis 35. Right? Uh, John Dewey literally believed, and he and his colleagues were very open about this, that man could be his own God. Right. Right? Man could be his own little creator. Man can determine for himself what's right and wrong. This is exactly the same lie that Adam and Eve were told in Genesis 35. Yeah. Right? God knows that when you disobey God, then ye shall be as God. Right? And that's right. why he doesn't want you to do it. And that's the government religion. That is the religion that is being uh, indoctrinated into the children in every government school in America. And you don't have to take my word for that. In fact, one of the dissenting Supreme Court justices in 1962 and 1963, when they ruled that they had to get the Bible and prayer out of the schools, Justice Potter Stewart, he said that, you know, this didn't lead to real neutrality between religions. What this led to was actually the establishment of a religion of secularism. So we now have a national religion in America. It's supported by our tax dollars, and it (laughs) is being instilled in every one of our children in every government school across America. So parents, if you're a Christian, you know, the data is not good. You know, the Nehemiah Institute did a study that found something like 80% of Christian children who go through a government school and indoctrination program will leave their church. Right, yep. Our churches aren't going to survive on those numbers. You know, the, the Church of Jesus Christ will survive. I mean, you right. know, we know that. It's going to be here till the end. But churches in America are dying, and this is the reason why. Right. 80% of our kids who go through government education, quote-unquote, are leaving. Yeah. Your church is not going to survive on those numbers. Parents, mm. everything is at stake. Get your kids out. Yeah, you can't afford not to provide a Christian education. You can't That's afford right. not to pull them out. That's and, right, and, and last thing real quick, just is I just want to give a word of encouragement. Uh, if you've been teetering on the edge, you've been thinking about pulling your kids, or you've got a friend who's been thinking about pulling their kids or something like this, and you just think, I just don't know if I can do it. Look, since basically the late 70s, early 80s, there's been this huge surge of Christians pulling their kids out of the public schools Come on. and just saying, you know what? We don't know what we're doing. But we know that God has called us to educate our children. This is a, this is a command from God. Yep. We've got to do this. We can't lose our kids. Right. And you know what? God's been blessing that. Yep. It's not been perfect. It's Amen. it's not been without faults and without problems. But God. But those parents who have said before God, we know that this is the duty that you've given us to do. And we're going to do it. We're going to start a Christian school. We're going to start a co-op. We're going to homeschool our kids. We're going to yep. we're going to duct tape this thing together by faith in Jesus. <laughs> God's been blessing that. And so I just want to encourage you, get your kids out, encourage your family members, get your kids out, get your kids out, share this show, um, share this literature and, and get them out. It's for the salvation of your kids or for the world. And don't forget, it's better in the wilderness with Jesus than in Pharaoh's camp as a slave. Don't forget that. That's That's good. That's good. I just summarized everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Don't tweet that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alex, where can we find you at, sir? Uh, TheNewAmerican.com. You can get the report at TheNewAmerican.com slash rescuing our children. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Hey, man, thank you for being on the show. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until Sunday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight.
laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Oh, sign up. Yeah. Mm, mm. Wow. Our supplies last.